Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's Message of the Week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Now, we hope you enjoy this message. Amen. I am honored to be here once again. I love this place. It's my second home, and um, just always just love walking through the doors and seeing the worship and, and just enjoying worship with you all. So, um, uh, greetings from our district, our district supervisor. I want to let you know we are continuing to be committed to uh, finding um, the next senior pastor of this church. We are so excited for Pastor Greg and Barb and Pastor Amy and the work that they're doing here and um, serving you all so well. And it's allowing us to be really diligent and not in a rush to do what God has called us to do to make sure amen, that the Lord is honored and continues to be honored in this place. Is that all right? Amen. We praise God for you. Amen. Get your Bibles or your holy Androids or holy iPhones, whatever you use, and just lift them up high. Come on, I'm going to see them. Hallelujah. How do you fight your battles? This is how you fight your battles, right here. Come on, let's see them. Let me see them. Let me see them. Let me see them. There you go. Let me see them. All right, next time you're in an argument at home with your wife, just lift up your Bible. Just... All right, say this with me. Say, thy word, thy word. have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Father, we thank you for your word, your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Your word that shows us right where we're at right now the things that you are helping us with, the things that you are strengthening us in, and the things, God, you're giving us direction in, but then you're also showing us where we're going. The thoughts that you have about us are good and never evil. The plan that you have, the destiny you're going to perform in our lives because you, whatever you begin, you perform it. And we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be dealing with dynamic faith. Lord's been really having this word just press upon me. And as I go around to different churches and I'm blessed to minister, I've been ministering on dynamic faith. And I sent the definition that the Lord gave me. Uh, and I want to share it with you because this is um, what dynamic faith means according to what the Lord gave you. Dynamic faith is this. Faith in God's word. Faith in God's word. God's truth. God's truth. There's a reality that we live in. There's some things that we live in. There's some things that we experience that are truths. They're realities. They're things that we have to see. Health issues. Problems on the job. Problems in our home stuff that presses us. As a matter of fact, the Bible said, you will be troubled on every side. The Bible does say you will be cast down. But the promise of God's word is, he says, you will not be destroyed. So am I going to focus in on the fact that I've been cast down or I've been talked about or I've been despised or am I going to focus in on the fact that I will not be destroyed? I can see that thing, but I'm going to place God's truth on top of it. Why? Because the weapon that is being formed against you will not prosper. It may be formed, 
And God may have you look at it and see it, and the enemy may be taunting you and saying, look at that, and look at that, and look at that. But you have to be bold enough in your faith to stand there and go, but what did God say? God said it will not prosper. All right? So faith, dynamic faith, is faith in God's word, God's truth, that is shown in our response how we handle the situation, how we handle the issue. We got issues going on all around us. How are we handling those issues? How are we handling what's going on? Well, if we handle it according to God's word, then our response is, God, I trust you. Say that with me. God, I trust you. Come on, say, God, I trust you. That, one more time. God, I trust you. So you got to learn to speak back at the things that are speaking at you and be like, but God, I trust you. Hallelujah. I trust what you said. I trust what you promised. God, I trust, hallelujah, that the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous, they avail much. I trust you. I may not understand it all, but I trust you. I may not get it yet, but I trust you. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, so I trust you. There's a way that seems right to me, but the end thereof is destruction and death. But God, you lead me to life and that much more abundantly. So I trust you. I'm not going to rest in my fears. I'm not going to rest in my anxieties or my irritations. I'm going to rest in my trust in you. So my response will always be a worship to your name. A praise to your name. I said this, I said, you know, I always marveled at the fact that when my mom was sick and she was getting ready to pass away, in the midst of her pain, while she was laying in her bed, she would be groaning and moaning and pain, and in the midst of it, she would say, thank you, Jesus. And I was like, man, why is she praising God and she's in pain and she's praising God and the doctors have said they can't do anything for her. But in the midst of it, she's saying, thank you, G Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. So I asked her, I said, Mom, why are you praising God in the midst of your pain? Aren't you angry that he didn't heal you? She says, no, I'm trusting the fact that when this life is over, I'm going to see him face to face. I'm going to see him face to face. I'm going to walk down that street paved with gold, and I'm excited about that moment. Yeah, I want to stick around, but if God says it's time to go, I'm going to rest and trust in him and praise him for, hallelujah, his goodness and his mercy. So our response shows how much we trust God. Our response, our works, I tell people we're not saved by works, but we're saved to do works. Let's not be a church that praises God here and then goes out and acts like the devil. If they followed you to the restaurant where they know you're saved, if they followed you to work where they know that you're saved, do you show up to work and go, not today. I ain't had my cup of coffee yet. <laughs> Are you at work instead of working? You're doing everything else but working? All right. What is our response to the fact that we're children of God? All right. In the midst of what we're going through, in the midst of our circumstances. So we're going to look at one verse, just one verse today. And then I'm going to bring a story in that just really just shows what this verse is all about. Go to Hebrews 11 and 1. Hebrews 11 and 1. Look what it says here. It says, now faith is the assurance 
or the confirmation, the confirmation, the declaration, the thing that God has spoken about you, my faith is attached to. My faith is attached to what God has said. Not what is being said, but what God has said. So faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the ownership. I'm owning the fact that God said these things. I'm owning what he says in his word. If he said that he is my shepherd, I don't have to want, I'm going to own that. If he said that his goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life, I'm going to own that. His goodness and his mercy are following me. I may not see it with my natural eyes, but I see it in faith. With my faith, I see that his rod and his staff are comforting me. I see it. Hallelujah. I know that he's my light and my salvation because he said it. So faith is the ownership, the assurance of what God has said. You got to start speaking what God has said. You are the head and not the tail. You're blessed going in and coming out. You got to begin to speak that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? You got to learn how to speak those things. Nothing will separate me from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. See, I study the word so I can speak to my issues. I don't study the word to be deep and theological. Well, that's not actually how it is. Now, I don't, that's not what I do. I don't, I don't study to preach. I study to know. I want to know God's truth. I study so that I can be approved under God, a workman that's not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because when things come in, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the word of God in me will lift up a standard against the enemy and remind me of who I am. I may be going through it, but I'm a child of God. I may have stumbled, but I'm a child of God. I'm blessed. I don't look blessed, but I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what I got hanging in my closet. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Why? Because the word of God tells me that. So it's the assurance, the ownership, the title deed of the things we hope for. Of the things we hope for. All right? It's the proof of the things that we do not see, the word of God and my faith attached to what he said, is the proof of the things that we do not see. I don't see it, but I believe it. Look how weird we are. (laughs) We're peculiar. I don't see it, but I believe it. See, we're taught, if you see it, believe it. No, 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 no. In Christ, I may not see it, but I believe it. Hallelujah. I may not. I didn't see the honey in the rock, but I believe it. I didn't see the water in the stone, but I believe it. I believe that he'll supply my every need according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. Long before I see it, because faith is the proof of the things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. What God says, I'm convicted to know that it's true. I'm convicted to walk in that truth. I'm taking ownership of the fact. That God said it. I believe it. Say, I believe it. Come on, say, I believe it. So you're going to walk out of here different. Your language is going to change. You're going to change. Why? Because you're no longer going to speak about what's wrong. We are so, we're just so conditioned to speak about what's wrong. Well, this is going on, and that's going on, and I don't know. As a child of God, we got to learn to speak heavenly language, and the heavenly language of God is, God, I believe that you can do anything but fail. God, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or even imagine. So let me throw away those thoughts 
Throw away those conversations and that communication that doesn't line up to the ownership that I get out of your word. I, I'm owning what you have said. You said that I've been sanctified in truth and your word is true. So I'm owning the fact that I've been sanctified by your word. There's one story in the Bible that just sums this up. Mark, the fifth chapter, you find a story about a certain woman with an issue of blood. Now, I want you to remember that phrase right there, a certain woman with an issue of blood. We're going to deal with that at the very end. A certain woman with an issue of blood. The Bible says in Mark, the fifth chapter, that she had spent all that she had and she grew worse. Anybody in here? Find yourself maybe going through some things and you don't know when you're going to get out of it. You feel like things may be getting worse rather than better. Things in the home are getting worse rather than better. Things in your health are getting worse rather than better. Things in your finances are getting worse. And when the gas was going up, people were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Pastor Tim, why are you not upset? I said, I just asked my daddy for a bigger allowance. So whenever I pulled up to the gas station, I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't mad. I wasn't blaming who would. Oh, no, I just said, thank you, Daddy, for some more money to do this. Thank you for a car to put gas in. And when I can't put gas in it, the devil is not going to defeat me and have me angry. I'm just going to get out and walk. I'm just going to walk. Why? Because thank you for my legs to walk. I'm not going to be defeated by what's going on all around me. I'm not going to allow what's getting worse to change my praise. The Bible says that she was getting worse and she was broke. Those two combinations, that combination, those two things don't make well together. She was broke and she was getting worse. But she heard, see the Bible says faith comes by hearing. She heard that the word of God was in town. She heard that Jesus, this miracle worker, this way, don't come to church and not know that you're coming in contact with, don't lift your hands at home or start praising his name and know, and don't know you're coming in contact with the miracle worker, the way maker, the door opener. He said, I open doors that no man can shut. We're not praising a God that may, we praise a God that can. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. So she heard that Jesus was in town. She heard about this one who was able to open the blinded eyes. She heard about the one who was able to raise the dead. She heard about the one that was able to feed thousands with two fish and five loaves of bread. She heard about this Jesus. She determined in herself. I want you to see the power of this. She determined in herself that she was going to go out and be made whole. Before she was whole, she determined, I'm going to be whole. Before she was healed, she said, I'm going to go get healed. 
She didn't leave wondering if she was going to get healed. She said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'm not going to disturb him. I'm not going to interrupt what's going on. I just want to touch the hem of his garment. And if I touch the hem of his garment, if I just touch the very piece of his garment, I'll be made whole. Look at the mindset that she was walking in. That's dynamic faith. I believe that if I just touch his garment, I'll be made whole. So she broke out of her home. Now, you got to understand how powerful of a moment this was for her because she was someone who had to be isolated because she was considered unclean. She was weakened by the fact that for 12 years she had an issue of blood or a flow of blood. She was losing blood for 12 years consistently, day in and day out. So she wasn't all strong and powerful. She was weakened. She was broke. She was getting worse. She was weak. And she was unclean. What a combination. She broke out of her house and said, I'm going to find Jesus. I don't care how long it takes. I know I'm weak and I know that I got to say that I'm unclean. I got to walk in my shame. Look at that. Some of us won't even leave our house. We won't even talk about what we've been through because we're too shamed of our shame. We don't want to testify of God's goodness of what he brought us out because of what he brought us out of because we don't want nobody saying, ah, yeah, but remember you? Yeah, remember, yeah, I did it, but Jesus set me free. Yeah, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. She broke out of her house and she said, I don't care. Hallelujah. If I got to say I'm unclean, I'm going to get healed. I don't care what I got to go through. I don't care if I get so weak that I got to crawl. I'm going to go get healed. And the Bible says that she got to where Jesus was. And if you read it, it says there were so many people around him. They were surrounded him so much that I love how the Amplified says it. It says that almost to suffocate him. He was being pressed around and everybody wanted a piece of Jesus. Everybody wanted to be around him because of what he was doing. He was feeding. He was healing. He was doing all he did. And, but this woman said, I got to get through the crowd. I don't care what I have to do. If I got to crawl under somebody's leg, if I got to scoot around someone, if I got to do what I got to do. Now, remember, she had to proclaim that she was unclean. She had to say, unclean, unclean, unclean. So she was risking her freedom by going and determining, being determined to be healed. So she finally, somehow, some way, under a leg, around the arm, scooting past in her weakened state. And if anybody's ever been sick, I've been sick once at a point where the doctors didn't know what to do, and I had this odor coming off of me, and I was so embarrassed by it. So here it is, this woman that was unclean, that was weak, and she was sick, and, and she was determined to get to Jesus and had this odor, and yet she was saying, I'm unclean, somehow got to the hem of his garment. Whew. Are you willing to somehow get to Jesus no matter what? I don't care who's looking at me. I don't care what you know about me. I'm going to get to Jesus because I'm tired of being in this situation. I'm tired of being in this state. I'm going to get healed today. If, if there's nothing else I do, I'm coming home whole. I'm tired of coming to church, singing a song, and going home the same way. I'm going home Oh, she touches the hem of his garment. 
And the Bible says this, her faith, I want you to see how powerful your faith is. Her faith withdrew from Jesus the authority and power to heal her. See, when you praise God, don't just praise him, praise him in your faith so that you can draw from him the authority and the power that'll make you whole. Draw from Jesus what's for you. He's for you. He says, come and receive what I have for you. So when you lift your hands, you're not just lifting your hands because the song is good. I'm lifting my hands in faith to draw from you what's for me. Jesus recognized that someone had touched him in faith because he felt the power and the authority to heal, leave his body. Jesus looks around and the disciples are there looking at him and he says, who touched me? The disciples are like, Jesus is losing it. We need to give Jesus some air, get people back because Jesus said, Who's who touched him? And there's so many people around him that he's been touched a million times. But now he's saying, who touched me? He says, I'm not talking about who touched me and bumping into me. I'm talking about who touched me, which means who through faith took ownership of what's theirs. Who through faith took ownership of what is theirs. Jesus looked around and the woman was standing there. I didn't mean to disturb you, Jesus. But I knew that if I touched the hem of your garment, I'd be whole. It was me, Jesus. I touched you because I'm tired of what I've been going through. I'm tired of living in my issue. I'm tired of living beneath my privilege. I'm tired of falling and getting back up, falling and getting back up. I'm ready, God, to stand, and having done all to stand, I'm ready to keep on standing. So I touched you to get the strength that I need to live better, to dream again, to feel better, to know that I'm your child. That's your testimony today. I'm the one who touched you, Jesus. It was me, it was me, because I was standing in the need of prayer. Jesus looks at the woman. He says, woman, your faith, your faith that called you to have a different action, your faith that called you to have a different approach, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has changed your situation. Your faith has turned you around. Your faith has picked you up. Your faith has you going home different from how you came. Your faith. Somebody say faith. faith. Say, I trust you, Jesus. Trust you. So look at what happens. Look what happens. They begin to leave. And I can just see this woman rejoicing and she's praising God. She knows she's going home different. She knows she no longer has this issue because the Bible says immediately she was healed. Immediately the issue was gone. Immediately she no longer had a flow of blood coming out of her. 
Immediately she was clean and no longer unclean. She no longer had to say, I'm unclean. Now she could go home saying, I'm clean. Immediately she's standing there and she's praising God. She's no longer a certain woman with an issue of blood. See, the enemy wants you, as I get ready to close, the enemy wants you to be recognized by your issue. Oh, yeah, that's that guy that was locked up for about 12 years. Oh, yeah, that was a, that's that woman who her husband left and left her with all the kids. Oh, yeah, that's a, he was fired. Yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah, that sister, right? Oh, pray bless her. She's full of sickness. He wants you known by your issue, not by your name. The disciples who wrote the Gospels, all they knew was she was a certain woman with an issue of blood that got healed by Jesus. But there was a Pharisee that followed Jesus from afar. He was an historian. His name was Nicodemus. He was an investigator. He was one that investigated Jesus and fell in love with his miracles, was intrigued by his miracles and his teachings. He was an historian, just like Josephus. And Nicodemus stood by and waited in his writing and a book that he wrote that has become a historical book is called and named after him called the book of Nicodemus. He sticks around and he asks the woman, what just happened? And she says, I came here. I was broken. I was sick. I was unclean. I had all these issues. And, 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 and I knew that if I touched Jesus, I'll be made whole in his account. He begins to write this out. But before he leaves her, he says, can I ask you your name? In his book, he writes, when I asked her her name, she said her name was Veronica. Isn't it amazing that when God heals you, he restores what the enemy took from you? He says, not only did I heal you, I restored you. I restored your name. You're no longer going to walk around with your head down. You're no longer going to walk around in shame of, of what you've been. Now you're going to walk with your head lifted up. Your, the agitations and the irritations and the mockings and all the different things that have happened in your life, those enemies, now I'm preparing a table in the presence of your enemies. And I'm anointing your head with oil so that your cup overflows. Not only am I restoring you, not only am I giving you back your name, but I'm giving you abundance in front of those things that have mocked you. You used to have sleepless nights. Now you're going to sleep so where you're going to be snoring my praises. Why? Because I've restored peace that surpasses all understanding. I've restored joy that's unspeakable in your life. You're no longer what you were. You're what I've declared that you was from the beginning of time. Anybody happy about being restored by Jesus? Uh, let's give him praise in this place. So this woman goes home healed. Today you're going home healed. Today, you're going home restored. There may be one, or two, or three, or all of us in here that needs God to perform a miracle. You need God to do something that nobody can do. You need God to come in with the report that you need from him 
because the report that you've heard is not the report that gives you joy. You need God to restore your name. You need God to anoint your head with oil. What I want to do right now is ask everyone to stand in this place. And if you're that person, as we close and turn it over in just a moment to Pastor Amy, I want you to stand there and declare within your mind, I'm going to take ownership of the very thing that God has for me. I'm no longer going to live in my shame. I'm no longer going to live in my pain. I'm going to live in the promise that God has spoken over my life, and I'm going to walk in my name. Let that sit on you for just a moment. Come on, imagine yourself breaking out of that isolation, breaking out of that rejection, breaking out of that abandonment, breaking out of the things that have held you bound. He came to set you free. He came to set you free. He came to set you free. He came to change your mindset. He, cha he came to change your heart because he knows that out of the heart flows the essence of life. He came to still the waters in your life. If you're ready for that, just lift your hands to him straight up in the air. If you're ready for that, if you're ready for that. Some of us, we like living in our pain and shame because we like talking about it. But if you're ready to live in the freedom of God, lift your hands up high. Already your hands up high, dynamic faith. Faith in your truth, God. Faith in what you've said because I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on, keep them up there. Keep them up there. As if you're reaching up to grab, hallelujah, what God has for you. I am ready. I'm ready to be free. I'm ready for my marriage to be free. I'm ready for my children to be free. I'm ready for freedom from addiction. I'm ready right now, God. Freedom from pain. I receive it. I receive it. I receive your salvation. I receive your deliverance. I receive your healing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give him a hand praise. Hallelujah.